You're listening to The Shop Podcast, presented by Grey Goose Vodka. Whether it's a dinner party for 10 or a small kickback, you know the vibes will always be right if you're surrounded by your favorite people. And great company pairs best with a great cocktail. So make it a Grey Goose Martini cocktail. Impress your guests in style with an espresso martini or the always effortless classic martini with a lemon twist. No matter what you decide, everyone can appreciate the smooth, delicate taste that only a Grey Goose Vodka Martini can provide. For more info on how to craft a vodka-based cocktail, visit greygoose.com and remember to always sip responsibly. Uninterrupted. Yo, from the outside looking in, it seemed like Coach Harbaugh, cool as shit. Is he, yeah, yeah, he, he cool. He, he's, That's a very yeah. competitive coach. Like, Every right. day, like he's, man, he'll be competing with us. Like we working out in the weight room, he's standing next to you, like. You see, what, you see what I'm doing? I'm doing 60s. You doing 40s? I'm like, I'm a quarterback coach. I got to throw. I ain't doing that. That's so sweet. On this episode of Uninterrupted, the Shop Podcast, LeBron James, Maverick Carter, and Paul Rivera are joined by Lamar Jackson, Quinta Brunson, Donald Glover, and Jay Balvin. Check it out. The NFL used to not allow hip hop. During the halftime show, there was choreography of crip walking. I saw, like, it was beautiful. When, when, when like Snoop crip walked, I was like, this is it was so important. It was so beautiful. Like, I was like, this is crazy that so this beautiful. is actually on television screen. <laughs> it really was. I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. That had me emotional. But it was, it was, you think they had to get real crips or was those dancers? <laughs> <laughs> they had to sanctify it. I feel like. Cause I was I was watching it with a friend, and the friend was just like, "I feel like they could have gone crazy." I was like, "They're protecting that check." Okay, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "They're gonna make sure it's wrapped every year now." Okay, like, how did they get the crip walking past them though? That's what I want to know. The best I guess thing? maybe nobody said anything. It's kind of like skeet or something where yeah. they didn't know. Cause they look like synchronized swimmers. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, probably just didn't know. What was our favorite part of the halftime show? Dre really played piano. How hard is that as a musician? I feel like. It's so hard to is do all of that. I mean, like playing is different, but I'm like seeing all that. It's so. First of all, you're doing it so much for the camera, like yes. all of that's for the camera. But also, it's like you have so many people screaming. It's mm -hmm. like because the energy could take over. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes you outperform your body. That's what I'm. I, I get scared of. Like that first Coachella. I don't remember. I remember coming in my room sweaty, and being <laughs> like, oh, like. I was like, steam's coming off of you because it's cold and stuff like that. You remember, but you don't, I don't remember it. Like the energy from the crowd is just intense. When you're watching a show like that, Jay, like watching another artist, are you just purely watching it as a fan? Or are you watching going, damn, I love that. I might try that. I might yeah, man, this, this, this halftime was different because it's, it's a lot of nostalgia on it. You know, like I grew up with them, I, even though I'm from Medellin, Colombia, but the Snoop Dogg for us is, <laughs> it's, it's the gold. So you just them. became a fan? I've always been a fan. You know, like we grew up in Colombia with a lot of hip hop. Why? I don't know why. But Jay, you have a different perspective also. You've done Super Bowl. Yeah, I've done the Super Bowl so before we started with Bad Bunny Shakira. Yeah, yeah, we did and it was the first time. Shout out to JC because he has the vision of inclusion, right? So I love the fact there was Latinos on it. Now, you know, the, the mm -hmm. whole West Coast gang and it was beautiful. Now, Lamar, for you, as watching as a football player and watching the game, are you pissed? Are you like, damn, we should be there? Uh, watching the game, 
uh, I want to be in it. You, you want to be in that? I'm really not a right? fan of either team. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I want to be in it. <laughs> exactly. But, Straight um, up. Yeah. But um, I had a feeling like the Rams were going to win just because I felt uh, Aaron Donald was there before. Oh, my God. And, like, I know that if he get a chance to be one-on-one, can't nobody block that, man. That's By the way, does everybody in the league know that if he one-on-one, you Yeah, it's, it's different with him. It's different? It's different with him. You got to watch him. It got to be two guys on him every play. Every play. Literally. I thought I said him and Lawrence Taylor is the greatest defensive players nah, in the true. history of sports. For sure. So when you're going against him, going in that week, you you talking to the team like, yo, y'all got to double, keep him off my I ass. really, to be honest with you, I really don't talk to my team like that, you know? Um, those guys already know what's going on. Like, yeah. we watch a film on that guy. We trying to game plan for him. Two men got to block him no matter what's going on, you know? Or I'll just be helping the line out by looking at one guy who might be the baby Aaron Donald, you know? Yeah, and I exactly. help him out by that way, but you got to have two guys on that man. We move around a lot on the line. Uh, they move him to the, the edge. He, a little he bit he'll move to the edge. He moved to the edge a little bit though. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but with, since with Bond us, got there, he, he kind of didn't go through. Yeah, he, he go to the edge no more. He's been at nose. Really. Yeah. Lamar, let me ask you what What do you think makes him so special? I don't. I really don't know. Probably his work. Uh, his work ethic. You know. Um, I see him doing something with knives, like slapping knives. Like that's probably to help him when offensive line trying to punch him, and he just get his hand, getting their hands off him quick. So, Miles Garrett told me something. He said, "What makes Aaron Donald the best?" Bobby said. He said, I'm one of the best on the edge, for mm -hmm. sure. He said, but if you move me inside, I'm not strong enough. But Aaron Donald can do what I do, and he can do the inside. He said, he's fast enough to rush the edge, strong enough to play the middle. He said, we've never seen anybody like that. Yeah, so his strength. That's what yeah, it is. exactly. His strength, <laughs> his strength exactly. is the answer. Yes. Damn it. By the way, you might not know this, but your first gig, in that, one of your first gigs in L.A., right? Uh-huh. Was working on the Heartbreak video, right? Yeah. How'd you, did I, when I tell you that? Is that true? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Did we meet on that set? Yeah, we met on that set. I was oh, just a PA. Wow. I think I argued with you at first. And then... <laughs> uh, you argued with me? About what? We all got in an argument about Biggie versus the Beatles. Oh, Do you remember right. that? <laughs> I remember that. What was that? What but was that? But I know I wasn't defending the Beatles. because like, <laughs> No, no, was like, no. Was you like, weren't. I didn't you know anything. You weren't. We were talking about who was more impactful, who had oh, the most like, like rock or hip hop. I did not know the Beatles at all. Oh. I, I didn't grow up with them. Of course, like, none kids, of us do. Yeah. I just saw the Get Back thing. I was like, oh, these guys are cool. These guys got hits. <laughs> like, these guys <laughs> real hits. Like, yeah, I don't know much of them either. Really good. Yeah. I mean, I know the history of some history of them, but I don't know much about them. They I don't started know, off by the way, covering black music, of course. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it's rock music. Mm -hmm. and, and also, it's watching Get Back, which I really loved. It was cool to see them know that. But it's always someone that you want to have, like, a role model, right? Like, someone that you respect so much that you want to be like yeah. yeah. Like to Who's me, that like for you? Pharrell, JC also. I grew up watching them and I know more far the music, the impact and culture they have. Mm -hmm. And that's why I want to be as Latino, you know, because we never had the, the opportunity to be on a global scale. When you see the rise of like Latinos in music, you know, whether it be a Bad Bunny who we had on the show, are you proud or are you competitive? You know, how are you feeling about just the other artists in the space? Man, I'm really proud. I'm really proud because we are looking for I was, I was I was saying, like, I wanted the culture to grow up. Because I'm from Colombia, you know, reggaeton started in Puerto Rico. I'm on, on a side. It's like, like kind of like Drake from Canada, that, you know, hip-hop is U.S., right? I'm from Colombia. And you guys from Puerto Rico are the one who created the, the reggaeton, you know? Like, I mean, it's a long story. Like, everything started always from Africa. That's where humanity started, period. You just cannot, it's, it's not the way, it's Africa. Then he jumps to Jamaica. You were the dancer. With the drums and the yeah, dancer. Yeah, dancer. Then the Panamanians started doing 
the Spanish version of the dances. Correct. The same melodies with a different lyric. What did they call it? Raga, from, from Panama. Then Puerto Rico, they, they took that sound and just kind of speed it up a little bit more or slower. And that, that, that was the hip hop. Yeah, and we were influenced from hip hop, hip-hop. New York being so New York, Puerto Rico's in New York, yeah. So that's one for rap. <laughs> I'm keeping, I'm keeping score. Nothing travels like a song, like a, a melody. That's true. I have like, that debate because it's universal. To, Music is a universal exactly. language. People feel it. Yes. You know, I, I can make a great show or make like something that's satisfying, mm-hmm. and you may not want to watch it again. You might mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, that's great," but you may not want to watch that's a, a good, good song. Over. Yeah. You'll play it over at your wedding. It'll mean something to point. you. It'll mean something to your kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's people who I'm, you you meet in Japan who are just like, yeah, like I grew up on the Fugees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like I didn't. They've never been to America. Mm-hmm. They know the, the lyrics. They don't un, even understand the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. They just love it. Is a hit TV show bigger than a hit song? You know, this 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 this. I guess age. Everything is like representation. Everybody's always like representation and the visual is important. But if there's a great play happening right there and we're talking and we don't pay attention, at the end we'll be like, maybe that was good, maybe that was bad, probably sucked. I wasn't paying attention. But good songs playing in the background, mm. you can hop in at any moment mm-hmm. and be like, that's good. Mm-hmm. So it's music. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Music. Straight up. I'm, I, I, music. It's, I agree with And you. I should put you back in a place where you just like, you know, you hear a certain song. You know exactly what the fuck you was doing, mm-hmm. where you were. Yep. Yeah. No matter when you heard it. Yeah. You, you was five years old, if you were seven. Yeah. High school, grade school, mm-hmm. wherever you were. Like, mm-hmm. if you if you hear a certain song, it just puts you right back in that yep. moment. Like, that's the best you, part. That's, you don't get that from nothing else. I, I look at them all now as like you're trying to give people a buoy in the the sea of time mm-hmm. to like be like, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like, oh, I saw that. That mm-hmm. was nuts. Mm-hmm. Like you have to make people happy that they're alive, right? Mm-hmm. Now. Yes. That's absolutely. all it is. I know there are other people involved in making a song, but to make a TV show, it takes so many people. Oh, yeah. yeah it's so, right. it's such a, it's big. Yeah. But I admire my friends who make music who really could just go in a booth, lay their heart out, and boom, in a matter of a night they have this piece of art to share with the whole world. I just think that's so powerful, that alone. I mean, by the time I finish explaining to 200 people exactly what the vision is, yeah. I don't know. I, Sometimes you wish you could just go in the booth and lay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I told you that before, though. I told yeah. you, I mean, I love, I fucking love what I do, but sometimes I wish I could take some of my thoughts and put it on wax yeah. and make them rhyme. Yeah. But I get jealous yeah, I was, of you guys. I was just about <laughs> to say that. I, I get jealous. What part? I get jealous because y'all got stats. <laughs> that's a good like, point. That's the it's thing. Clear. It's like, you no one's going to sit here and be like, oh, LeBron's not that good. It's like, I got stats yeah. to prove like, that. Like, you can say you don't like him, but you, yeah, you won't but you say you can't say he's, he's not, not good. this. Because the, like like the, the numbers reflect. The numbers reflect. And we see it, right? I there. agree you with see that. It. And you saw it. And, yes. and this person jumped that far. I agree. Yes. And, they're, and they're objective. At the end of the day, there's a scoreboard that says, they don't. fuck how everybody feels. This team won, and this player scored a bunch of touchdowns. And that's it. And that's it. The, the biggie 
Beatles yeah, conversation. Yeah, right, right. Was, people were so mad, and I don't think anybody in there was like big Beatles fans. Right, but no. they were like, I have a, an opinion. An opinion. Yes. I have, I have a point opinion. of view on this, yeah. which is what music is. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, people, like the Michael Jackson Prince argument mm-hmm. is eternal because it really is speaking to something deep, yes. I think, in all of us. Absolutely. About like, oh, like this one had a had a world that was kind of colorful and kind of had no death, and this uh-huh. one was kind of darker and yeah. had like, reality in it, and yeah. which one's better yes. and which one do you subscribe to but you also, have i'm yeah, sorry cut you, off. you have you also you just know certain artists certain sounds mm-hmm. certain quality for all of us like when we want to it's a big meeting or we mm-hmm. about to do a show or we about to do you know exactly what song or a couple yes. tracks that you can put you on them. yeah it'll lock you to it'll yep. laser your ass but do you can you ever listen to like jazz or something going to the game you do that i, I think know, you do that be, i don't not before i run out but I'm super excited when I get to the arena. This is way before the game. I get to the arena, man, probably like five hours before the game starts. And you still know because you're too high? Yeah, when I get there, I go right to the weight room. So then I, I listen to all hip-hop when I'm in the weight room. Like DMX, crazy. Like I've been on some DMX shit lately in the weight room. And then when I leave the weight room, I got to calm down. And that's when I'm listening to like more like Old school jazz, or, or well, I listen to a lot of uh, like Beethoven and shit too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like, classical, like classical music too. People underrate yeah. Beethoven can really yeah, yeah, turn yeah. you yeah. up. I listen to a lot of classical music, like when I'm just trying to, and then like probably about 45 minutes, hour before the game started, that's when I start ramping it back up. Mm-hmm. What's your routine, Lamar? Well, uh, Hollywood come get me before every game. Oh, you ride the game every game? Me and Hollywood ride together ever since he's been in the league. We go to the game. Uh, How early y'all get there? I'm probably, I like to get right to it. I don't like to wait before the game, like, bro, five hours. I'm <laughs> probably 30 minutes. We got to be there an hour, actually, so an hour before the game. We gotta that's be in the young, facility. that's yeah, young. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, he's young. Yeah. Out the car, he put ready. the uniform on, Yeah, get like, going. By the way, he probably got the uniform on in the car. <laughs> <laughs> he just got to play like Pee Wee. Like they, they got it in the locker room prepared for me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on that routine then. Because yeah. he been around for a long time. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you pull up to the same an hour before the game. I'm listening to 26 Cool. Listen to all these guys, Kodak Black, Shimmy, and stuff like that. I'm locked in already because I've been preparing you already got all the game week. Playing all I've been preparing all week. I done studied. Lately, like since I've been in the league, defense has been changing. Like they don't play me how they play other quarterbacks no. and stuff. Can't, so, they can't. They yeah, can't so I got to get ready for a dog fight every game. Yeah. yeah. They're going to play their best. Yeah. They're, they're trying, to, yeah, trying to keep your ass yeah. in the pocket. For sure. QB exactly. contained. I was just with a QB spot. thinking about him. <laughs> Thinking about him walking They're doing it all now. <laughs> Have you started thinking about changing shit like that up yet? Yeah, yeah, this year. This year, you know, it's my fifth year going to be in the league. This is about to be your fifth year? Yeah, it's going to be my fifth what year. What you want to change? Um, my approach, you know, my approach, my mindset, you know, um, just a lot mature. I, I felt like I was a little immature, not in a bad way, but just like... Yeah, you was young. Younger. Yeah, you're young, yeah. yeah. Would you consider your, your career a failure if you didn't win a Super Bowl? Nah, nah. I wouldn't say I'm a failure. Because I, I knew where I was. You know, I know it was like many people in my family, you know, they had the opportunity, but they really didn't take advantage of it. A lot of my people was great football players, but they just, you know, our environment. Got mm-hmm. caught up in the hood. Yeah, yeah. caught up yeah. in the hood. Our environment. Mm-hmm. We know it. We know it very well. And you know, bro, my favorite basketball player. Really? Basketball player. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's why I wanted to be on the shop. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like heck yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, so. Anything specifically you want to take from him, potentially, as you grow? Oh man, everything. And being a champion, like I feel like that's the that's the one thing, you know, I wanna take from if anything else, you know, being a champion and being mm-hmm. a billionaire, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just what I've been 
thinking about ever since I was a little kid, being a billionaire and being a champion. Bron, going from being a young phenom to being a champion, what's like two or three of the biggest things you would tell him like to break through that? No, he right there. I mean, at 25, that's, I mean, 25 was my first year in Miami, you know, and we lost my first year. I was 25 years old. Um, I think one of the one of the first ones that I started to learn that you can't really give a fuck about what people say no more. Everybody <laughs> gonna yeah. fucking critique everything that you do, no matter yeah. what you do. That shit will creep into your mind, mm -hmm. no matter if you believe it or not. It's wasted energy. Yeah, it's wasted energy. My yeah. first year in Miami, I was down there, like I was literally like, I wanted to prove everybody wrong. And I like literally lost myself in mm -hmm. the moment. I lost yeah. myself. Yep. And I got all the way to the championship that year and lost. And the reason I, I knew we, uh, afterwards, I was like, we lost because I wasn't, you start you playing. I wasn't even there. You start lost, playing you take, chess. You take the whole blame for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're like it wasn't. You weren't like, present. You start playing present. chess with somebody who doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever tap into something that you feel is kind of bad to like oh, in, in you to yeah. win to like get into? Because like I I I I struggle with that. Like I I am naturally like petty. <laughs> like extremely petty. Like, Waking my love was literally because somebody was like, "Oh, he can't make a hit," oh, and I was shit. like, "Oh, not only will I make a hit, I won't make a video for it." Pettiness has its place. It has its. It makes okay. you stronger. But I also know it's like it's dark. It's not something that you should be. It's not something that it should be all of that because then you it, it's bad. But athletes actually oh. look for it. Yeah. They look yeah. for the things. You need a, a little, like, fucking Mr. Hyde to kick out. Exactly. <laughs> you need it. I, like, sometimes I'll go out on a court sometimes and, like, I don't know, maybe I didn't sleep well last night or, you know. So you got to go do it. You know, kids, we might have been up late, you know, whatever, or I didn't just sleep well. And I just need a little, like, jump starter. I go out on the floor during warm-ups and I just... I'll just be looking for a LeBron hater. I just need one of them. <laughs> I'll be like, please, let me find that's this one LeBron hater. That's what I'm I need it. In the I'm crowd. Like, in the crowd for warm-ups. It's like 20 minutes before the game starts. I'm just looking like, oh, I'll, I'll just <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. I'll be ready to go tonight. Clearly, you found a lot or enough LeBron haters because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he just passed Kareem on scoring yeah, more oh, points man. than anyone's ever scored. Regular season in playoffs. Yeah, that's good. You're, I know you're so of the moment yeah. of like win, team, team, win, get yeah, better. Man. What did that mean to you? The crazy thing is I'm not, I'm not like a, a natural scorer. I like, I love like getting my guys involved. I've always been that way. I've always like the, the, the point of seeing my teammate succeed off my pass or ha having like, I've always been that type of guy. And to sit at the top of the food chain and the most points scored in, in the history of the game is like, it's weird to me. Like, they don't never, they don't call, they don't ever call me. They don't ever call me. When they talk about the, the best scores of all time, they never mention my name. Did that piss you off? Yeah, it pissed me off. But you know the crazy part? It pissed me off, but it's like, the crazy yeah, part is they don't ever bring my name into it. I don't. If I started talking about the best scores, I wouldn't mention I would mention you, but a little yeah, but, but you're, you know, you're, you're an <laughs> asshole, though. So, yeah, he's a LeBron hater. You've always been a LeBron hater. Everybody knows that. Like, that's, you know, I look for Mav every game. I'm talking <laughs> about Mav. As they up in the stands, he's like, there he is. There he yeah, is. He knows, he knows, because when they told him he, he wasn't a, a real a running back. That's right. He was a running back. Real talk. Wait, they what told. happened? He had one of the most storied, successful, collegiate 
careers at quarterback anyone's ever had. And the pro teams are asking him if he wants to switch positions to play something else. It's very disrespectful. Yeah, why, why did they ask you that? If because, no you know, because you, you do know why. <laughs> you know? You do well, know why. Well, the truth is, there's a lot of history with them not wanting black guys to play quarterback. In football? You know, yeah. Tons of history. It started with, oh, they can't think quick enough. This, this, like, this is going way back, 70s, 80s, and it's still... It's dying Every day, y'all give me more reasons to it's dying get off, on my Kaepernick. It's still there. It's still there. That's why I need that championship. That's why I need that championship. One of the main goals for each episode of The Shop is to share and learn from the unique experiences of all our guests as we curate conversations with those who are shaping culture. What I've learned is that through the journey, you know, all the hard work, the hustle, and the consistency, it's always important to celebrate your wins. So do it in style and raise a glass to toast the unforgettable moments that continue to make us who we are. Toast to your wins with a Grey Goose Martini cocktail. Check out greygoose.com for smooth-tasting recipes, and remember, sip responsibly. The Shop Podcast is presented by Grey Goose Vodka. Bro, I just started drinking at 36. Mm -hmm. Wow. Start. What made you start? Every fucking I Sunday I get drunk. I was so focused in my career all the time with this discipline and shit that I forgot about myself. I started, you know, doing music and started just so focused and disciplined to know where I'm heading, you know, to what was heading that I was just like, like this all the time. I wasn't looking around, you know, now that I'm, I just became a dad, a father. That's what did it. That's what did it. That's what did it. But the thing is, like, when, when the quarantine, you know, when all this shit started, I was like, what makes me happy as a person? I forgot because I was just so caught up in J Balvin. I knew what J Balvin makes me happy. What makes J Balvin happy? Yeah. Yes. You know, hits and... and, and the touring tour and shit. Touring and all the shit. Then shit, I was yeah. like, I'm locked up in the, house, in the home and I'm like, oh shit, not to make me happy. What about Jose? Yeah. My name is Jose. You know, like, what makes Jose happy? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, be with my friends or have a coffee, you know, yeah. like, yeah. go around some streets or, yeah. or go back to the hood where with my career started in Colombia. All those simple things, it's what really is priceless and it's, it's, yeah. it's priceless. Yeah, for sure. So since that day, I'm going to do a list. Yeah. What I always wanted to do is I start skydiving. I'm jumping, bro. Oh, shit. I'm jump? skydiving, bro. Solo. <laughs> So you know, I started like I started yeah, drinking nah. every fucking Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I got my right by listening, but Did I you drink then go skydiving? No, no, I can't. Uh, no, I can't. I can bro. <laughs> you talked about making his Jay. Is there a formula and for you guys too as artists to making something breakthrough or hit? Is it like no, this is how nah. you can there's no formula because not everybody will be successful? Yes, of course. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be like 200 LeBrons then, you know, or 200 Drakes. Mm -hmm. Or 200 JCs or 200 J Bobs, you know, like, or Bad Bunnies, you know, like, there's no formula. So, when do you guys know, as the creators, when it's the one? I mean, you probably had the vision, but like, did you know it's gonna be as big as it is? No, but I felt that we were making something good. Everyone felt that we were making a good thing. And I think that's unique. I've been on other sets yeah. and shows, and <laughs> you go, you know. This will be mid. This will be good. You're going through the motions. Yeah, you're going through the motions. And that's okay, too, because that's, at the end of the day, this is a job. And I think audience members think we're super passionate about everything we do. 
And that would be a dream come true. But with my show, with Abbott Elementary, that I got to feel my passion within the capitalism of it all. <laughs> Your show is super fucking funny. It's funny. I mean, it's hilarious. But you're also discussing, like, real matters, right? Like, uh -huh. real serious issues. How do you balance comedy with serious issues, underprivileged schools and those types of things, mm. teachers not getting paid, those types of things? Well... First of all, I think my job is to do comedy first. That's how I approach it, right? The job was to make a comedy. So to me, it means that the comedy has to come first, and that's that. And then as far as the messages and stuff, I don't like to tackle issues. Like, that sounds so terrible to me. I don't care about... <laughs> it's the worst. Do you know what I mean? I hate it. I hate it. I hate, I hate it. it. You don't want to begin from that place. Yeah. In your creation, your hope is that you start making something and boom, that... Yeah, organically. That happens. organically comes out. You just want to make something good. I mean, like, that's the thing. I was like, her, her show is like... I, it's, talk, speaking on petty, like when I watched that show, I was like so jealous. Stop, no. I was, I was like, I'm but, jealous but, of you every day. But that's what I'm saying in I a good imagine. way. In that's how I knew it was good. Anytime yeah. I'm like, I sometimes I watch something that's like, like I wish I did good, that. but I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. That's not. I'm like yeah. watching. I'm like, I was so, I was so jealous because I was like, this is a good show, and it's and it's hard to do that on network television. Almost impossible. That's what I'm saying. That's hard to do. Doing it on a big stage like that and not pulling punches and understanding yourself enough to get it through, mm -hmm. that's really hard. It is hard, and then, but what then helps make it possible is what you've done with Atlanta, what East has done with Insecure, what even the smaller shows like Flatbush Misdemeanors, those things all equate to finally all the puzzle pieces come together. Coming for together because they either like, let you be first yeah. Or less. Right, right, right. Like you're either <laughs> exactly. you're either living single. Yeah. You know, exactly. where somebody like, that's a good idea. It's yeah. so we'll true. Make Black friends. people, yeah. You know, like yes. kind of thing. Or you're last, where they're like, we tried it and you can now try it too. Mm -hmm. Like kind of thing. So like when something works really well, it's like, why didn't we do this before? It's the same thing as the quarterback thing. It's mm -hmm. not even like a hatred thing or like mm -hmm. we don't want yeah, to. It's, yeah. it's not. It's just there. Yeah. And you have to put it in a way where people don't. Because I'm like, Atlanta's a black show, mm -hmm. but people don't think of it that way. Trust me. I am a young black girl asking a lot of old white people to just trust me. To trust me. To be like, weirdly, I got you, old white people. Trust me. I don't want to got you, but I got you. Oh. I don't want to got you, but I got you. That's the realest shit, because, like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, once it really pops, once it really pops, they're going to be like, we got you. Like, which is the problem. Like, they're going to be like, we understand it. Do you feel that with coaches? Do you ever have to tell the coach, like, coach, let me fucking cook. I got this one. Do you ever yeah. have to say that? Sure, like, during yes. the game, like, coach. You do? In the two-minute offense, like, like, let me cook, man. Like, only because my coach wouldn't win, too. He's just as bad as I want to do. So you know that. He on me. He, let's go. We got to do this right here. I'm like, I got it. Like, you don't got to tell me. I got it. Because I'm already focused on, you know, what I got to do out there. So it's like, I got it. Matter of fact, the Miami game, when I did that, mm -hmm. the first drive of the game, my coach, he was like, man, it might be some noise going on. You know, it's the first game of the season. The mics might go out. I'm like, I'm thinking he's just talking. I'm like, that ain't never happened before. It happened the first drive, so wow. now we like he's trying to give me the number of the play for me to look at the wristband. I can't, I, I can't hear him. Yeah. Can't hear him. Crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this play, I went to tell him formation, lining up, and we just went to going. Like people think it's a simple thing. Please do us the honor and call a, a one play. play in the. If we're in your huddle, call a play right now. 
I don't want to call our plays on here on TV. No, just let me play. You're not going to tell us Because I want people to see how extensive your huddle, the play I'm trying to think of All right, gun double right, pass two jet, alley, can, three jet, this and that. And then go to, that's the can. The can is the kill to play if I see a... You want to change? Yeah, change the play, basically. If I see a formation in the defense, on light. Get us in a better position. And the crazy part is, remember, he's doing this with 70,000 people screaming. I know. And the clock winding down. And when we walk out of the huddle, he may cease. He has to make the decision. Yep. Oh, I don't like that. Forget all of that. I yes, just said. Forget all of that. Forget everything I just said. Just can't. 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 something else. Now you gotta do sign language to us. And that's every play. That's, that's every, every play. play. That's insane to be a quarterback. I have a quick. Can I ask a question? You can do whatever you want. So, we have a way we want people to feel when they watch our shows or hear our music and or see our art. Do you have a way you want people to feel when you play? Uh, being honest, I really can care less. Like, I'm going out there to just try to win. Man, like, you focused. Yeah, I'm locked in. I don't really care what the people going to say because they're going to say whatever, win or lose regardless. Yeah. You know, so I, but, I can care less. but it's not a good feeling when you're going to Pittsburgh. Do you not want their fans to leave, like, sad? Like... Absolutely. I got to get the dub. That's why I'm locked in. Yeah, that's why I'm locked in. You want the win for them. Yeah, for them. For them and yeah. my crowd. I'm going to have them sad while yeah. we over here celebrating. <laughs> you want to have them sad. Yeah, because our, then... our fans actually... DM us and be like, oh, we can't let the Steelers win. Yeah. My best friend is a Steelers fan, this and that. Yeah. So definitely, I want to make you happy and make them sad. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The only thing that bothers me is when I'm not able to play because of an injury. Oh. That bothers me when I'm not able to be on the floor. That bothers me too. Because you know, <laughs> I don't really like to watch yeah, that. You know, I never I never know <laughs> if it was that like that game or that city that a, a kid yeah. was coming to that was yeah. coming to see me and I'm not playing in that game. And that, that that's the only thing that kind of bothers me. So, like, yeah. my coach has been trying to get me to sit down yeah. for a long time because they be wanting me to take off games, and I just, like, I don't I, I don't want to do it. Why is that? I've never asked you that, right? You have MVPs, championships, all-stars, all the money, all the commercials, movie, you have everything. Why do you still have that 19 years later? It's just in me, man. I love competing. I love winning. I love just, like, playing the game. Because, I mean, I know at some point I ain't going to be able to play it no more. Well, at that level. Yeah. So, shit, why not, like, I'm trying to squeeze as much juice out of this motherfucking orange as I can. While I can, why not? And I'm still good. Mm-hmm. And Man. you're still good. <laughs> and if I was out there, if I was out there on some, some bullshit, like, yeah. nasty-looking, Brian, I'd be out of banquet. Yeah, but I'm yeah, still yeah. nice as fuck out there. So, no, like, yeah. I feel like every season for me is just like a, it's like a, it's like a movie. Mm-hmm. Every season is like a movie, and I'm just I'm like living in it. Like I'm the star mm-hmm. in the movie. Like mm-hmm. it feels dope as shit. I'm you sound like really. Batman. You sound really present. It's so present. <laughs> I feel like Batman, yeah. Black Panther, all of them, yes. all of them. Yes. Every single like I feel that way. You, you're having a singular. Everybody's having a singular exactly. experience. Yeah. I remember, like in 2018. Yeah. I remember everybody was just like, "Yo, everybody's having a bad year except for Donald Glover." He's got all these things happening mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. and this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But my dad was sick. Exactly. Oh, shit. He was exactly. like, my, my dad died that year. Yeah. Wow. Like, my grandfather died last week, and wow. yeah, it's okay. Her, but it's, look it's at okay. Look at the way the world is but looking at. Everybody's you're like, like you're on top of the world, mm-hmm. and the same thing happens when you fail. When people are like, oh, you're failed. It's like, but I got a family. Exactly. I have people who actually love me. I have. Yeah, and I think about this with you because you're young, you're 25, but that life you're going to create for yourself that's yours, that's going to be more important 
to protect it. I know it doesn't sound important now, <laughs> but that will be more important than winning the championship. And it's not right now, so I'm not telling you to make it more important right mm -hmm. now. But when you build your little world, your little bubble that no one can fuck with, you can say you don't like my show. You can say you don't like me. I don't give a fuck. This is my little world. This is my bubble of love that no one can... You can't touch it. You cannot touch it. Yo, I'm laughing. Thinking about him in like a therapy session, his therapist like, okay, Jose, what makes you happy? <laughs> Drinking. <laughs> <laughs> this is so <laughs> Every, every Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Uninterrupted, the Shop Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to the show. For full video episodes, check out Uninterrupted's YouTube channel. And for updates on new episode releases and exclusive behind-the-scenes content, follow Uninterrupted on social media. You're listening to The Shop Podcast, presented by Grey Goose Vodka. Whether it's a dinner party for 10 or a small kickback, you know the vibes will always be right if you're surrounded by your favorite people. And great company pairs best with a great cocktail. So make it a Grey Goose Martini cocktail. Impress your guests in style with an espresso martini or the always effortless classic martini with a lemon twist. No matter what you decide, everyone can appreciate the smooth, delicate taste that only a Grey Goose Vodka Martini can provide. For more info on how to craft a vodka-based cocktail, visit greygoose.com and remember to always sip responsibly. Sip responsibly. www.responsibledrinking.org. 2024, Grey Goose. Its trade dress and the geese device are trademarks. Imported by Grey Goose Importing Company, Coral Gables, Florida. Vodka, 40% alcohol by volume. Distilled from French wheat.